Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to episode 17, Sports Talk with Jeff and Mike. This is Michael Elkins. I'm here with my co-host, Jeff Kamenetsky. Jeff, what's going on today? What's going on, man? It's an afternoon for a change. Yeah, doing a little something different today, everyone, filming on a Thursday afternoon, 12 o'clock from here in sunny Fort Lauderdale, Florida. It's our 17th episode. We've got a great, great, great show for you guys today. We're going to cover NFL Week 3 preview. We're going to give you our picks with the spread for Week 3. And then we're going to talk a little Major League Baseball playoffs, which is always very exciting. Uh, A couple of housekeeping things. Remember, if you like the show and you're listening on iTunes, please take your phone, take a minute, click those five stars, leave us a review. It helps us tremendously on iTunes. We greatly appreciate it. If you don't like the show, then email us, jmsportspodcast at gmail.com. Remember, you can follow me and the show on Instagram at Melkins1 and on Twitter at Melkins31175. And if you want more information, feel free to go to our Facebook page at JM Sports Podcast. We are on every a social media outlet, and you can hear us on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Having got that out of the way, Jeff, what is our This Day in Sports? This Day in Sports, I'm using tomorrow as our This Day in Sports, because not so, so much happened so on gonna, September 28th. So we're not going to do This Day in Sports. You mean <laughs> to tell me tomorrow between, in sports. between 1900 and 19, 2017, nothing st- happened? There was some stuff, man, but you know, I'm not talking about a, a golf event or, or a boxing match that was in just a heavyweight championship fight against some no-name contender. There's no NFL news on this no, day. I have a better one. So, oh, so, okay. so, so September 29th, 1954, during the World Series, something happened in that World Series that is considered, when everyone talks about the greatest, no, it's not the greatest, people say it's the greatest catch ever or the greatest catch in World Series history, and it's arguable whether it was or not. In 1954, the Giants played the Cleveland Indians in the 1954 World Series. Indians heavily favored. They won 111 games, I believe, that year. They were expected to walk over the Giants. The Giants ended up sweeping them. But Vic Wirtz hits a ball out to center field in the polo grounds that Willie Mays, as we've seen this countless times, with his back to home plate, chases down his hat flying off, chases down a monster drive off the back of Vic Wirtz, makes the catch over his shoulder, whirls and throws the ball back into the infield. And that is considered by many the greatest catch in World Series history. Now, you and I have seen a lot of World Series. And although we can't name necessarily right now something that's better i bet you we can find a a a better athletic play and a better catch but that was considered um at the time and still by many to be uh, the best catch because it was willie mays it was a world series it was in the polo grounds and you put put that all together uh televised game back then for um during the day in the world series and that was considered the iconic willie mays play although I've been told by many that Willie Mays had many, many better catches. But that came at a big time in the World Series for the New York Giants who went on to beat the Indians in the World Series in 1954. So that was it. 1954, tomorrow. famous catch. Which is tomorrow. Famous catch by Willie Mays. Say hey, kid. To me, the, probably the greatest all-around baseball player ever. That's my opinion. And he was great. And that was his catch in 1954, September 29th. Today, eight White Sox indicted for throwing the 1919 World Series. Ah, that was big, too. That was a big one. And also on this day, September 28th, um, the first ever 
live color TV broadcast Which of the World it? Series. What year? Dodgers Yankees. Um, was, let's see. Well, hold on. Oh, color. Uh, I will tell you. Yeah, color broadcast. So, uh, first, 1955, first World Series color TV 55. broadcast. Yanks beat the Dodgers. And we know what happened in that World Series, though. The Dodgers. Dodgers won. won. Yeah. First time. Um, okay, so let's get into our week three previews. As you guys know, we cover New York and New England first and everybody else next. So last week we started with the Giants. So this week I get to go first. Uh, Patriots-Panthers. Um, one o'clock game at New England. These two teams played in 2013. You may remember that was a controversial ending. The game ended on a Tom Brady interception in the end zone. To Rob, pass was intended for Gronk. The ref, the, st- the line judge, threw the flag, and then another judge came over and picked the flag up. Um, there was a questionable non-call on Luke Keekley for pass interference. Keekley was interviewed, and it was a big controversy at the time. Didn't end up mattering too much. The Patriots ended up in the AFC Championship game anyway. Um, but uh, Keekley, interviewed by the Carolina and New England media yesterday on a conference call, said he got away with one there. Um, so oh, um, it's sort of an interesting side note to this game. Um, I like the Patriots in this game. I know the defense has struggled. There have been a lot of people talking about Deshaun Watson and how he chewed up the offense, the defense rather, uh, both with his legs and through the air. Look, and, and Carolina obviously has Cam Newton. Cam Newton is not the same. He's not the same that he was a year ago. He's not the same that he was two years ago. He's not the running threat that he was, and I've never believed, and, and the statistics bear this out, that he's a threat in the passing game. I look for a big rebound. Um, by the New England defense today against a Carolina team that's hurting on offense. No Kelvin Benjamin, no Greg Olson. Um, so if you Belichick likes to take away the thing you do best, Belichick pro- will try to take away Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey, yeah. Um, and, that's, and if you take him away, I don't think there's much left there. So look for Patricia Belichick and the defense to rebound. Um, look for um, Eric Rowe to be healthy. Haven't seen him as a scratch at practice, so he'll be back in the secondary um, Stephon Gilmore played most of the game against Houston. Now, he was a limited participant in practice yesterday, so it's something to keep an eye on. Um, offensively, look, Carolina prevents, presents a tremendous challenge for the Patriots' offense. They have a really, really good defense, but it's not as good as Houston's defense. In my opinion, the front, that front for Houston that New England faced is the toughest front they're going to face all season, and they won the game. Brady threw for five touchdowns, so um, I'm very confident that the offense will have um, a better day. Although Brady threw for five touchdowns, it was an inconsistent day against Houston. So I would like to see, and I think you'll see a more consistent offense. Yeah. While I do enjoy watching the vertical passing game, I'm certainly hoping the Patriots don't intend to live and die by that. Now with New England, every game plan is a snowflake. They don't do the same thing every week. Every They change it every week. So you never can say, well, this is what they do, and that's what they're going to just do that. So a lot will depend, I think, on whether Rex Burkhead is back. You know, he was out against Houston. He did not participate in practice yesterday. So likely that he doesn't play. But we'll see. You know, it's not a guarantee a player doesn't play in in Belichick's system if he doesn't practice the Wednesday before. Um, So if Burkhead's back, I think it'll be different. I look for the Patriots uh, offensively to run a lot more of those seam and slot routes that you you used to see as Hogan, Cooks, Amendola um, and James White and Dion out of the backfield get more comfortable and Gillisley without Julian Edelman there, and they learn to deal with that a little bit more. I think you'll see them start to go back to that. That would seem to make sense against this Carolina team, and that'll open up 
you know, a vertical game. I think Brady will throw deep. In fact, I just saw the stats today in passes over 20 yards in the first three weeks, quarterback with the best rating and most and best completion percent on deep balls this year is three guesses, Tom Brady. So for all you, all those of you who said Brady can't throw the deep ball anymore, that's not true, but I don't think they'll live and die by it. I look for the Patriots to control this game um, and obviously they're one of my picks. I'm actually taking New England. I'm giving the I think Nine. it's eight and a half. Eight and a half points. I'm giving the eight and a half. I look I, I really frankly I don't think this will be a huge challenge for New England. I mean, obviously every game in the NFL is a challenge. Don't misunderstand me. But I don't think the Patriots will be having any end of game comebacks. Um, I look for a solid win and a bounce back from a defense though that is on pace to set a record for most points given up in the NFL. They've given up ninety two points over three weeks. That not sustainable over the season. Yeah, it's going to even out, of course. And, and well, I, we hope. Yeah, I think Carolina will be – I think it will be a win for New England too. But uh, I don't know. Carolina coming off a loss, I, I, would they look bad? They do have injuries. Um, I don't know. We'll see what Cam and, and McCaffrey and, can do offensively. They're not going to win a, a shootout against New England, but it's up to their defense to, to, to slow down the Patriots. I don't think they can. I think it'll be closer than most people think, but uh, yeah, I mean, New England should be should be on their way to another win. I don't think. Look, the key to slowing down Brady is pressure, and Houston put a lot of it on him, and it did slow him down. The numbers say he threw a lot, he threw five touchdowns, but boy, those were five hard touchdowns, and and he needed the big play. The offense was never in a rhythm against Houston, and that's exactly what's happened whenever you put a lot of pressure on Tom Brady. But I don't see this this Carolina front doing that. So yeah. I have the Patriots. I have the Patriots winning. By more than eight and a half, I'd consider that relatively easy. I would be surprised if it's a struggle. And we'll see if the defense can rebound. Because right now, not looking too good. Yep. All right. Giants. Yeah, let's talk about so that. Giants, what do you think? Giants travel to Tampa. Sunday, 4 o'clock game. So Tampa's coming off a, uh, a tough loss against the Vikings with a backup quarterback. And um, so both teams need a victory. The Giants need it more than anybody in the league. Uh, they haven't got one yet. They're averaging 12 points a game. Um I look at this game, look, uh, the Giants can't run the ball under 50 yards a game, and, and the Bucks stopped the run pretty well. But Tampa Bay is giving up over 330 yards in only two games, but per game in the air. Giants are not going to change their strategy. They can until they have, they've learned to, to develop some type of running attack that puts fear into some defenses. Um, they're going to throw the ball, and that's, to me, that's the only way that they, they could possibly win these games. They're not going to try to fool anybody with a balanced attack because they've tried it. It doesn't seem to work. Um, they just can't fall behind. I mean, Tampa Bay's got a heck of an offense. Um, how are they going to cover Mike Evans? Uh, that's a big factor. Uh, but Jameis Winston is a good quarterback. The Giants got to put pressure on him. Jameis can throw picks. If the Giants can put pressure on him, they didn't really have pressure on the Eagles. You know, they have a, a very good front line that's supposed to stop the run and stop the pass. Well, they're not really doing anything right now. Uh, and they're giving up 150 yards on the ground per game. This is not the, the way the Giants are supposed to be. They have a very big, talented front four. Now, luckily, Doug Martin is still sitting out one more game. So the Bucks don't have a great running attack. Chuck Rogers Rodgers and, and company is not going to strike fear in anybody. So uh, I don't think they're going to run for 150 yards against the Giants. But Giants need to throw the ball. That They're clear. That's the kind of game that they, they have to do to win this game. If they lose another game, you know, they're going to start talking about the coach and, and this and that. And, and uh, you know, Beckham, who met with the owners about his celebration 
in the end. And I'm zone, sure other low, things. Which was low class, and, and he just continues. And you know what? I'm a, I'm a big Giant fan, but when a guy who catches a few passes and when his team is down starts celebrating like crazy, it, it shows me that he's forgetting maybe what's the most important thing is it's the scoreboard, not his, his stats. And he's got to take that into consideration. So and, I'm and just keep keep the celebrations down to. I got to jump in when here. it's worthwhile. So the celebration upsets you, right? You're not happy with the celebration. The one that he did, where yeah, he, yeah, the, yeah, the dog. Yeah, I'm not happy about. It. Okay, but you were completely nonchalant and dismissive of his refusal to show up at OTAs and his publicly blasting his coach on Twitter. That to you is uh, not problematic. No, I didn't agree to either. Oh, okay. Because I remember when we talked we go, about that, you if said we, you if we said go the, back you, and he says, you said I don't the, think you it said is that a the, major factor, and I certainly don't think it's a factor in their play. I do. I don't think it's a factor in their play. The factor in their play is I think that Mac, that the players are not necessarily respecting McAdoo. They know what Beckham – this is not new for Odell Beckham Jr. That doesn't make it okay. But No, but it's not new. But it, but everybody was fine with it when they won 11 games last year. But or, he wasn't doing that when they won 11 oh, games. Oh, come on. He, he does he – mouth, he was mouthing off to, to D-backs. He, D-backs, yes, not the coach, but, but he was on getting, Twitter. This is typical Beckham. <laughs> but you know what? If they were 3-0, and if they were 3-0 – we wouldn't be hearing this. Ah, Beckham's being Beckham. Well, then because, because if they were 3-0, and that would indicate that whatever that what he did with OTAs and blasting his coach ultimately had no effect. And I would say, I still think it was a problem. However, the organization clearly handled it. But since they didn't handle it, and since McAdoo decided to let him get away with it, and then McAdoo went after Eli Manning in a press conference, yeah, I think the players in that locker room, and I'm not there, I don't know the players, I'm not an insider, this is a completely an opinion, I think that, that this team is 0-3 in large part because of Odell Beckham's antics, in particular the, the Twitter rant and skipping OTAs, and not just that, but that they did nothing about it. Look, there is a reason that he had to meet with ownership. And it's not the touchdown celebration. That is the cherry on top of a huge cake of Odell's BS. And I'm hoping, look, John Mara, one of the most respected owners in American sports, hopefully set him straight. I actually look for a Giants rebound this week. You look at this Tampa Bay defense, um, it's ranked 30th in the NFL. Well, they can't stop the pass. No, but, they but, can't. But, and, and Eli can throw and Odell can catch. Let me go back to you. And you're entitled to opinion, of course. But Odell's nonsense is not why they're 0-3. I mean, and there's no amount that you can convince me. Because, I'm not trying to. But, but it's, it's, it's not that. They're 0-3 for the way they're playing their inept offense on the field. He missed the first game. He hobbled in the second game, and he came back and scored two touchdowns. Maybe he would have been healthier if he had been at OTAs getting treatment instead of partying or, with, um, with or, what's his name? Or maybe uh, he would have got hurt in those games. With, so, with what's so, what's Johnny Manziel you know, you know on what? Instagram there's, insulting there's his players teammates. out there who have the same garbage and the same attitude. Who? What do you mean, who? What players missed OTAs and then publicly blasted their coach for it? You know what? I'm not going into... None. I'm not Okay, none. All right. Give me some time. I'll come up with a list. My my bottom line is if, this, if you think this is the reason and it's a large it's part, a large part not I the com- reason completely disagree okay okay because they're losing games on the field because this team is not unified they're losing games on the field because they don't have the talent offensive line they don't have the talent at at running back and their defense is not playing well and they're giving up too many yards on the ground this was an That's eleven and five for. team last year prior to Odell's off season antics. But how can that lead to an zero and three? Because it, it divides the no. locker room. Yes. It That's it tremendously doesn't. important in team sports. They're tremendously. Like 
crap, which is why they're 0-3. Now, if they go and reel off four games, five games, and Odell behaves, is, is that so are they going to win four or five games because he's behaving all of a sudden? I don't believe Well, it. I think it's already a lost season for the Giants. But look, and this is not – I know it's my opinion, but as I said to you last week – a lot of football insiders, people who do go to training camps, people who talk to players and talk to front office personnel, including Albert Breer of the Monday Morning Quarterback, this is echoed by Greer, who who is who came out in his podcast last week and said, "Look, you have to look at the timeline of events with Odell, and there is a direct correlation to these antics and McAdoo's reaction to them, and all the things that have gone on since then, and the team's play." So I'm not the only one. I'm just some guy in Florida. But there are football insiders who agree with my opinion. So it's not – it's someone some, – other people are listening to it. I mean, you can dismiss it, but there are people talking to players that talk to the front office that seem to agree. That, that's my only point there. Like, I talk. think it's huge. Right. I disagree with that, but that's fine. Uh, I do think, however, that the Giants will beat the Bucs um, because they have a terrible defense. <laughs> and at the end of the day, they're not going to stop Eli and Odell. But that's just my opinion. Okay. On the, on the yeah. Giants. Okay. All right, what other games are we going to look at here? Let's take a Some look. Good games. Yeah, let's well, take t- a Tonight is the Packers-Bears. I don't think much. It's in Green Bay. I, I, don't, I, don't, I just don't think the Glennon Bears are going are gonna to stay with the pack, even though Chicago took one out of Steelers last week. I'll tell you the games I'm looking at, man. There's a couple injuries. When the Falcons are undefeated, but they're playing a Bills team that's 2-1, and one, um, seems to have a very good defense. That's in Atlanta. Atlanta escaped last week. Atlanta should be 1-2. and two. Yeah, they escaped I mean, against the Bears. And let's talk about this game against Detroit. You, do you remember what happened at the end of this game? Yeah, Detroit was going for the uh, winning. There eight seconds left. Yeah. Um, Detroit go, runs the ball. It's called a touchdown, but because all plays are reviewed, the um, play has to be reviewed. It's yep. ultimately reversed, right? Yep. But there's a rule that if you have a review in the fourth quarter with less than 10 seconds, the next play is a 10-second runoff. There was only eight seconds on the clock, so they had a 10-second runoff, and Detroit lost. Now, I understand that rule, but that is ridiculous. There, should, there has to be a change to that rule, that if that 10-second runoff occurs because of a mandatory review, nobody asked for it, the Lions didn't do anything wrong, that, um, that, that, that 10-second runoff doesn't happen. And Atlanta only beat Chicago because twice in the end zone, I forget who the receiver was, one of the Bears, two of the Bears receivers are, are tight end, dropped the ball. I yeah, mean, yeah. It was, so this is not, this team yeah, it's a big says 3-0, and but they're not 3-0. and I think they're going to beat the Bills, uh, but it might be, yeah, they're, they're on one of two undefeated teams in the league. The other one plays in, I think, a great game Monday night. Chiefs, Redskins, Monday night football. Redskins had a great performance last week, just destroying the Oakland Raiders. Uh, Chiefs, in my view right now, are the best team in football. We'll see if that last Kirk Cousins is having a heck of a season. But the Chiefs are a well-balanced team with Tyreek Hale, Kareem Hunt leading the league in running, uh, in rushing. Um, defense is ranked 28th. Yeah. What, for the uh, Chiefs? Yeah. Yeah. 28th ranked defense. Uh, going up against the number okay. eight ranked offense. Well, we know what a good offense and a bad defense is going to do. Look at the Patriots. Um, right now, they're last in, in, in defense, but that'll all change. I, I think the Chiefs are a, are, are a good team, but the Redskins are going to give them, give them a challenge. I think the, there's a couple of really big games, the Broncos and the Raiders. Well, let, let's just wrap yeah. up the Chiefs-Redskins Chiefs, um, real quick. I think the Chiefs will win because it's at Arrowhead, but I, don't think, I think it'll be um, really close. Look, Cousins is demonstrating to everybody that maybe Washington should have given him that uh, lengthy contract extension, so he's certainly making himself a lot of money for when he's on the open market next year. 
Um, you know, the Chiefs are first in rushing Kareem Hunt, but they're twelfth, they're 14th in passing, which is probably where Alex Smith normally is. Um, I think the Chiefs win, but I think it's really close. And look, they are missing Eric Berry tremendously in this defense. So I don't look for Kansas City to keep this up too much longer, but I think they'll beat the Redskins. Yeah, it should be an interesting game. Um, I'm looking forward to that one. I, I think there's two interesting games for me that are going to open eyes for some people. Dallas hosts the Rams. Now, I don't, I don't know about the Rams, man. They are – are they good? Are I think they, so. Are they not good? Are they 2-1? and one? Are they beating up on crappy teams? This is a real test for them. They're scoring a lot of points. Goff gets better every week. Todd Gurley is becoming the running back that everybody thought he could be. But you know, Dallas came out with a bad first half last Monday night, and they won that game. Looks like Dak and Ezekiel are back. Um, this is a big test for the Rams to see if they're pretenders or contenders. So, I mean, that's a tough game. To go into Dallas and take that game, I'd be very impressed if the Rams could pull this off. Um, that's, But to me, really, and I know you're going to talk about this game later, the most interesting game I like is the Titans and the Texans because you and I are both high on the Titans. Um, really good team, right? Running game, passing game, Mariota. But the Texans, we saw what they could do, and they almost pulled off the, the win last week against the Patriots. Well, let's, let's finish up Rams-Cowboys. Yeah. Um, I think I, I'm high on the Rams because of their coach. Uh, you know, McVay, like I said last week, I think is the guy who's been able to turn Goff around and turn this offense around. And I like that McVay has left the defense to Wade Phillips. You know, he doesn't get involved in any defensive play calling. He basically is on the sideline working the offense. Um, and that's good of him because he's smart enough to know what he doesn't know. Over time, I think he'll learn the defense. But for this year, I think it makes a lot of sense. Look, this Cowboys team is an enigma. You know, they were so bad against Denver and then they showed a lot a lot of mental toughness against Arizona um, and, and ended up finishing that game really well. Um, do I think the Rams are a playoff team this year? No. They need some a little bit more turnover on that roster. Defense is a little suspect, uh, but I think they are up and coming. They will give Dallas a fight for sure, but I think the Cowboys will win the game. Yeah. Interesting one, though. Absolutely. Uh, and the Titans-Texans, to me, you know, let's talk about Deshaun Watson. He impressed – I know he impressed both of us. Uh, in the game last week. This is in Houston. I think Titans are a better team, but you know, Watson seems to get better weekly uh, since he's been giving, given the starting job. Um, I think Marcus Mariota for the Titans is, uh, is a very good quarterback, and they have, to me, probably the best running game in the league with Murray and Henry and a great offensive line, um, and they showed that against Seattle. That's an interesting game. I, I think both of those teams are – playoff caliber teams. I don't think both are going to make it. I think one of them is going to make it. And uh, it's an interesting game. I know you've got this on your uh, on your picks. You'll talk yeah. about it later. Well, I, we can do it. I can talk about it now. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to double up. Um, yeah, look, I have Tennessee winning this game. I, I have them giving the two and a half points. Houston is a home underdog, and deservedly so. I mean, like they have one of the best defenses in football. They still have one of the best defenses. Um, but I think Mariota's equipped to handle it. Watson had a great game against New England. Now, he, he, he's still very erratic when he throws the ball. He locks in um, on, on receiver A or B, and his throws leave a little to be desired. But look, he's, it's only been two games. I mean, he quite clearly is going to get better. It's just not going to happen against Tennessee. Uh, Mariota has really come into his own. Like you said, the running game's tremendous. They're really just an all-around, well-built football team. I've been high on the Titans since May. 
Um, I, I think they win the game outright, and that's why, you know, obviously, I'm, you know, given the two and a half points here. Um, I think they're going to beat Houston. I still think Houston is good. I just think it's going to take Watson a little bit more time to come into his own. Yeah. Something, something tells me Houston might pull off an upset there, um, but I'm not sure. That's going to be – to me, that's the one of the most interesting games of the week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Raiders-Broncos? Yeah. I mean, what do you think? I mean, the Raiders were anointed one of the, you know, the best team in that division before the season. Kansas City's proven different, differently. Um, Raiders had a terrible game against the Redskins, and the Broncos lost to the Bills. Um, <laughs> yeah, know, they did. So what do you, so you think? I mean, I, look, Trevor Simeon, numbers look good after, after three weeks. This is a 2-1 team with still a very, very good defense. Uh, the Raiders have a lot of firepower offensively, but the, but the Redskins just shut them down. It's the running game of the Raiders. I, you know, is Marshawn Lynch the kind of running back to be a workhorse for that team? 25 well, carries. I don't think he's that kind of running back anymore. For the Broncos, I'm, I don't want to say I want to overlook the Bills game, but it's always hard to go west to east. That's just difficult to do. And the Bills might be better than everybody thought. Um, I'm not anointing them a playoff contender either. I just think they're a little better. I haven't made up my mind on Simeon yet. I mean, the Broncos are 20th in passing, but they are third in rushing. C.J. Anderson has had a tremendous, tremendous season so far through through three games. So um, it's hard to ignore how bad the Raiders were last week. I mean, you can throw a mulligan in there. I mean, look, when the Broncos lost to the Bills, I wouldn't look at that game and go, they were so bad. I mean, you look at that Raiders game. They were bad bad i mean Carr was awful yeah. and you have to wonder if there's some regression there now again look the raiders were going west to east in that game too so i guess i have to apply the same principle but boy they got smoked and i think that's a little something more than west to east i look for the broncos to win this game uh, i think it'll be close though the raiders know how to play at mile high stadium but it's going to be really difficult um i think the broncos will be able to beat them but i think it's gonna be a very very close game you know you look at this afc west overall and it's really Great division they're going to just beat each other up all across the board. I mean, they're great to be, even with the Chargers at 0 and 3. You know, I like, I'm high on the Chargers. They, I, I still think they're bet, much better than 0 and 3 football team. They lost some close games. They're kicking issues. They play the Eagles um, this week, coming off, the Eagles coming off their win against the Giants. You know, I'm, I'm waiting for the Chargers to get in the win column. I think they're a good team. They got a lot of talent on that team. They're waiting for their rookie, Mike Williams, to come back from injury to add another weapon uh, to their aerial attack but rivers had just a terrible game last week was it him or was it the kc defense or a combination of both but he looked terrible i think they're going to break into the win column with the win over the eagles i mean it's about time but you're right that that division is loaded i mean you don't want to play the raiders broncos or chiefs they're all good teams it's early um let's see how it plays out but that's a really strong division yeah, I don't agree with you on the Chargers. I think they're terrible. I think the sun has set on Phillip Rivers. The sun has they set on that team. No, I think they are they are zero three, and they probably should be zero three. I think what did Rivers throw four picks last week? Something like that. He had a bad game. I love the Eagles. I love Carson Wentz. Um, look, Garrett Blunt, who we said should have gone to the Giants, had a nice, nice game last week. I look for the Eagles to win this game. I look for them to win it going away. I know East going to West can be tough, but. Um, I just don't think the Chargers are very good. I think they, they might be one of the worst teams in the NFL. So um, I look All for right. an Eagles blowout. But All we'll right. see what happens. We'll see. I, I'm still high on the Chargers. I think they're going to turn it around starting this week. All right, let's get into our uh, picks. Remember, everybody, um, we use the spread to make it a little bit more fun. The current record is Jeff's 1-2. and two. I'm 2-1. and one. Jeff, you ready? Yeah. All right, go. So let's see who we got. We, t- we spoke about the Bucks giants 
And who are you taking? Bucks are giving four at home versus the Giants. I have to bet against my team. Yeah. And I'm giving. I'm taking the Bucks, giving the four. Okay. Uh, tonight, Packers giving seven and a half at home against the Bears. I think the Packers win this one and win it by more than seven and a half. And finally, because I couldn't pick another game, I thought they were all close with the spread. The Bengals go to Cleveland, and Bengals are given two and a half points against the Browns. I'm picking the Bengals. The Bengals are 0-3. Um, are they 0-3? So are the Browns. Yeah, but the Bengals are a better team than the Browns. The Browns, to me, with a rookie quarterback, uh, is, I don't think they're ready for that first win yet. So I got the Bengals given two and a half in Cleveland. I think the Browns are going to win that game. That's, uh, but I'm not, that's not on my picks. I just think the Browns will win that game. Um, all right, so I picked um, New England, Carolina, New England. I have the Patriots minus eight and a half. Tennessee, Houston. I'm taking the Titans, giving the two and a half. Buffalo, Atlanta. I'm taking the Bills plus the eight and a half. And I would not be surprised if Buffalo wins this game. If this game was being played in Buffalo, I probably would take Buffalo. I'm going to say the Falcons win the game, but not by eight and a half points. And I want to be on record again. If the Bills should win, that would not shock me. And if they win this game, by the way, you would have to look at Buffalo as potentially being real. Buffalo is not going to do anything until LaShawn McCoy runs like LaShawn McCoy. He's not doing anything. He runs for his 100 yards like he was doing last year when he was kicking ass. Uh, I think that they certainly get within that point spread or win the game. But if they don't and they got to rely on their on their passing game, and Taylor, I think it's going to be rough. And to get into a shootout with Atlanta is not going to happen. All right, there you have it, everybody. NFL Week 4 preview. I think I said Week 3 in the intro, so that's we're wrong. Week four. But we're in Week 4. Um, so sit back, everyone. We will be back in just a few seconds to talk Major League Baseball playoffs. Hang in there, everybody. This is Sports Talk with Jeff and Mike. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Sports Talk with Jeff and Mike. We're going to transition from the NFL to, you know, finally baseball playoffs. And look, I think the baseball season, it's long. It's arduous. It's not as exciting as I guess it used to be. But Major League Baseball playoff, October baseball is amazing. This season in particular. Yeah, this is going to be a great Great playoff run, purely because any team could win the World Series. There are arguments both all over the place. Um, so I'm gonna let Jeff. You're gonna start us off here and talk about what we got going on. So last week of the season, season end Sunday is pretty much playoff teams are looking like they're all set. Uh, American League, we're looking at the Yankees and the Twins. Yankees finishing very very strong. Yankees can actually still win the division. They're three out, but. Let's assume the Yankees play the Twins in a one-gamer. And Aaron Judge. Has It'll be been, in New York. The New York Judge has, has awoken again the last few weeks. Crazy season, setting the rookie home run record. I mean, he's put together an incredible season, pushing him some back up into the MVP candidate, I think. So Yankees going against the Twins, you know, the, I mean, Twins have been playing great too. Twins, by the way, the first team in history uh, to lose 100 games and come back in the postseason the next year. I believe that's the first team. Um, you know, the one-game series, you got to give the Yankees their home. They're going to have a better pitcher on the mound, whether it's Severino or Sabathia. I think so. it's Severino. Yeah, because he pitched last night, and I think that's going to work out to be I – and mean, he pitched great. But so, there could be a hiccup here because if the Red Sox, who have not been playing well, they won last night, but if, they, if, they, if those not. two teams end up tied, 
then they have to have a one game. Right. They have to play a one game. It's not a play. Right. Don't call it a playoff game, but it is right. in New York because right. New York won the season and series. And Severino would likely them, start that and then game. They would start Sabathia, I think, against the Twins. So that's a problem for New York because yes. they want Severino to pitch as much as possible. Yeah. So I, I like the Yankees to win whatever game it is because they're home. They have a better pitcher going on, and they'll go on to play um, the Indians. Okay. Uh, right. Although that's not yet set because the Indians have 99 wins, the Astros have 98 wins. It's not yet determined who's going to get home field. So the Astros have been, have been playing great. They now have Justin Verlander, who's been lights out the last few starts. They have Keuchel and Verlander, the very good two. Red Sox, you know, Chris Sale gave up four home runs the other day. And suddenly, you know, Pomerantz didn't pitch well. And now, whether they, Boston plays the Indians or Houston, you know, looking at the American League in total, I said this early in the year, I, I know I loved Houston, then I went over it sometime in the summer to the Indians. I think the Indians are the best team. It's probably little argument there, given their incredible streak that they went on. I like the Indians to come out of this playoff series, whether they're beating the Yankees, whether they're going to go ahead and beat the Red Sox. And then I think Cleveland and Houston play in the ALCS, uh, and it should be a great series. Cleveland has deeper pitching. They have a tremendous lineup. The Astros are scoring more runs than anybody else. But after Verlander and Keuchel, um, they're a little bit weak, bullpen-wise, and third and fourth starters. So I like Cleveland out of the American League. What are your thoughts in the American um, Well, Red Sox, I think, will not get out of the first round. I've said this consistently all season, and I'm sticking with it, and they're starting to prove me right. They were hot for a while, but they've played terribly down the stretch. Rick Porcello yeah. had a good game the other night, but otherwise they have not losses. looked good. Yeah. Sale has not looked good. Um, yeah. You can't really rely on Porcello as your number two. Pomerantz was pitching well, as you accurately pointed out. It has not been good. David Price is coming out of the bullpen. There's really no clue what he has. And look, it's a challenged offense. I think the Red Sox will hold on to win the division, but boy, are they holding on by mm. a thread. And if they end up in a playoff against the Yankees, that game's in New York, I think they'll lose. And if they have to play the wild card game, I think that they'll lose to the Twins. Um, having said that, let's presume the Red Sox get to the division series then they'll be facing either Houston, Cleveland, either Cleveland or Houston. Houston. I guess it's going to depend on who has the best record. Let's, if it's as it is now, they face Houston. They're going to play it. They go to Houston. They're going to lose. And if they face Cleveland, they're going to lose. They're not coming out of the division round. I picked the Yankees early, early on. I don't think I can bail on that prediction because no, they're, they're going to be in the playoffs. They're playing well. But look, am I confident in the Yankees? Of course not. I mean, how can you not, how can you not look at Cleveland and say that's the team to beat in the American League, top to bottom across the board? You know, they're, they're deeper than anyone else. They're better than anyone else. They actually have a bat. And going this year, they're going to have all their starters healthy, which they didn't have last year against exactly. the Cubs. And they pushed the Cubs to seven games. So um, I'm, an, I'm not bailing on my pick. I picked the Yankees. I'm sticking with the Yankees. Um, when the Red Sox are eliminated, you will hear me come back on the show and say, I believe I had that. Um, I don't think this Red Sox team is that good. I, I've said that all year, and I'm going to stick with that. Um, so I'm going to stay with the Yankees, but if Cleveland advances, that's not a surprise. Yeah. Let me tell you, I think Yankees, Houston or Yankees, Indians for an ALCS, that would be ridiculous, ridiculously exciting. Yeah. The Yankees are playing well. They really are playing well, and they're playing well at the best time. they got a tremendous lineup, but so does Houston, so does Cleveland. And Houston and Cleveland have a deeper pitching staff. So, yeah. um, man, it's, it starts next week. It's going to be great. The National League, well, you know, a month or so ago, everyone was anointing the Dodgers champions, basically, and they fell off the table. They still have 102 wins. They're going to be home field advantage. 
and uh, it's, it looks like it's the Diamondbacks and the Rockies in the one-game playoff. And I got to go with the D-backs because they're going to throw Greinke out there, and the Rockies don't have that same kind of uh, one-game starter. Anything could happen, of course. Uh, l- let's say Arizona takes that and has to face the Dodgers. That means the Cubs and the Nationals. And let me tell you, the Cubs have been playing great ball the second half. I've been following the Nationals closely. I still think that's the team to beat because they now have the pitching that they maybe didn't have. They have Scherzer. They have Strasburg healthy. And Gio Gonzalez had his best career season. Harper is back. So their lineup is, is, well, he's back. He's not 100% yet, but he's getting there. Murphy's been banged up a little bit with some leg uh, problems. But their lineup top to bottom, something tells me the Cubs are going to give the Nationals a real struggle. I like the Nationals early, and I can't go back on that. Um, but I think the Cubs pitching is not as good this year as no, it was well, last year. I was just going to say, Lester has struggled. Uh, Arietta's um, really and, and struggled. Didn't yeah. have anything like, yeah. like he did last year. Um, I think that's going to be a big problem for the Cubs. I, I, the National League's pretty much set. Am I right? Like Colorado and, and Arizona like are pretty Colorado much locked in. Colorado and Arizona will, will have the one game. And the Dodgers have clinched the one C. There's right. no issue there. So I, I think the real series here... I think the Dodgers will steamroll either the Diamondbacks or the Rockies. There's not much to say there. I don't agree. The, the real series. I like, I like Arizona. Watch for them. Goldschmidt, MVP candidate, this, um, yeah. for sure. The real series is Washington-Chicago. That is going to go five. Um, but I think the Nationals finally get over the hump. And, and what I want to see is Nationals-Dodgers. I think that's going to be tremendous. And either one of those teams, I think, has to be your favorite. Well, yeah. maybe not against Cleveland. It's hard. It's, it's going to be really close. I know. I hate to be wishy-washy. I'm going to take the Nationals to go all the way. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if somebody pressed me right now, it's a Nationals and Indians. But Arizona is very is, is a team. There's a player on Arizona that's now it's under the radar only because he split his season between two teams. So J.D. Martinez came over from the Tigers and is now with the Arizona Diamondbacks. You have to look at this guy's numbers to believe what this guy has done. And I, fa- I think he has the most home runs in a season for under 120 games. Listen to this, man. 116 games played. 116. He has 45 homers, 104 runs batted in, um, and a 306 batting average. He went to Arizona and absolutely went nuts. Nuts. <laughs> that be the word you're looking for? I mean, he's, he's a really good player. So, so – just look at this. In Detroit, he had 200 at-bats, yeah. 16 home runs. In 59 games with the Arizona, he's got 29 home runs and 65 runs batted in. I mean, you extrapolate that, he's, it's, it's like an 80, 81, 70. I mean, he's gone absolutely crazy in just 59 games. With Lamb and Goldschmidt, and he got Peralta and all these guys. Yeah, Arizona, if they win the one game and play the Dodgers, I think they're going to give the Dodgers... Let me ask you this. Let me ask fight. you two questions. Does Arizona have you, Darvish? No. That would be a no, right? And, and does, does Arizona have Clayton Kershaw? That would be a no. So that's it. That's and, the end of that story. And what's Kershaw's postseason performance record? Well, in, in the LCSs, he not, has not been as good. But I believe in the division series, he hasn't been as bad. So I, I think... Um, Robbie Ray and Greinke are, are, are quality. I think, that, I think Arizona's got a much more potent lineup. And uh, Dodgers are good. I mean, Bellinger and Seager and, and, and all these guys. But some tells me it's going to be closer than you think. So I, I, I could, do like. It be the first time I'm wrong. I do like. 
Although I'm on a roll in the last three weeks. I've been the first time you're wrong? It wouldn't be the first time I'm wrong. But I'm on a roll. I've been right a lot lately. I like Nationals against the Indians in the the World Series, and I like the Indians to win it. I I can't disagree with that. Since I'm sticking with the Yankees, I'm going to go Nationals, Yankees. Nationals win it, but it is not a confident pick. If the Yankees, if Cleveland gets there, my World Series pick will be Cleveland. And let me add all the teams that are going to be in this. The only teams I could think that I would feel comfortable saying will cannot be a champion, and who knows, is Colorado and Minnesota. I could see Arizona, Chicago, Washington. I don't see the Red Sox being LA. a champion. I could, see, I could see the Red Sox because you know, this is Chris Sale, and, and, and Pomerantz is a good pitcher, and Porcello did win the Cy Young last year. Anything could happen. This is a very exciting season. There's tremendous numbers all across the board, strikeouts, home runs, crazy – it's going to be exciting playoffs starting yeah. next week. All right, everybody. Um, that's it for this Thursday. So we thank you all for listening. Um, remember, um, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Please subs- hit the subscribe button. Share this podcast with your friends. We greatly appreciate all of you that are listening. Um, I don't have anything else. Jeff, do you have anything? No, I'll see you Monday morning. All right, everybody. Have a great week. Enjoy your football Sunday. Major League Baseball playoffs will be set by our next show, so we'll talk about that in detail as well as a wrap-up of week four of the National Football League. Take care, everyone. Have a great week. Best time in sports coming up. Absolutely. Take care, everybody. See you.